Sink your teeth into this. Some call me the Dark One. Others, the Lord of Death. To most, I am Baracula. And it's showtime. What drives Midge Mason? I want a big life. I want to break every single rule there is. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch this weekend, Friday, April 14th to Sunday, April 16th. We're counting down the weekend's top five must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Pete Davidson couldn't stay away for long. A year after leaving the cast of Saturday Night Live, the actor and comedian will return to host the show for the first time on May 6th. But he's not just coming back to see some old friends. Oh no, he's got a new series to promote, namely Bupkis, produced by SNL chief Lorne Michaels, which premieres May 4th on Peacock. After settling her lawsuit with Netflix last year, Monique is taking legal action against three more media giants. According to court documents obtained by People magazine, the actress and comedian filed a breach of contract lawsuit against CBS Studios, Paramount Pictures, and Big Ticket Productions in Los Angeles Superior Court on Wednesday, claiming she is owed unpaid royalties from her sitcom, The Parkers. She's seeking monetary damages, which she has requested to be determined by a jury at trial, as well as reimbursement of her legal fees. Jamie Foxx is on the road to recovery after apparently suffering a medical complication on Tuesday. His daughter, Corinne Fox, revealed the news about his health scare and shared an update on the actor's condition in an Instagram post on Wednesday evening. Corinne wrote, quote, We want to share that my father, Jamie Foxx, experienced a medical complication yesterday. Luckily, due to quick action and great care, he is already on his way to recovery. While no further details have been shared by the family, the Oscar winner was recently in London working with co-star Cameron Diaz on the upcoming Netflix action comedy Back in Action. EW has reached out for an update on the star's condition. For more on all of those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. Gather round, my friends, because the laughs are about to start. The HBO comedy series A Black Lady Sketch Show is back, and with three Emmys under their belt, they're in it to win it even more. Robin Thede, Gabrielle Dennis, and Sky Townsend lead the cast, and joining them is a plethora of guest stars, including Issa Rae, Tracy Ellis Ross, Coleman Domingo, Yvette Nicole Brown, Jay Ellis, Kim Whitley, and many more. Here is a preview. I need you to take the space oath. Just give me a verbal yes. You're Yuzu Yarami. Yes. Yikes. <gasps> Yippee Kai. Mother. What up, Opry? What's happening? Mommy, um, the big lady scaring me. You are supposed to be the lookout. I'm looking out, okay? I'm just here to cause a distraction. You distracted? You distracted? Ma'am. You distracted? Ma'am. Okay, tassels. Oh, Shay. Oh, damn, I'm ashy? No, I was saying. Ooh, good looking. Out, Nadia. Please welcome our next guest. Wow. 
the Lord and join his flock. Why are you flock walking up? Flock walking? Yes, I'm flock walking. You. Yes, you flock walking. No, I never flock walking. You are flock walking. Yes, you are flock walking. Do I look like a flock walking? Absolutely not flock walking. Rapid choosing, I believe in captain. Denying truth and captain. I believe in rap. It's our turf. We reserve this space from 3.15 to 4 o'clock. This look like 12. Four. Are those the hands or the clock? Four o'clock. I'm a feminist. You're a what? A feminist. How? You don't believe in feminism? Absolutely not. How is that possible? You're a woman. I am a female. What you told? What you told? Well, get ready for sketches in classrooms and courtrooms about casinos and Jesus Christ. The season premiere of A Black Lady Sketch Show airs tonight at 11 on HBO, and it's available to stream on HBO Max. We are really sinking our teeth into our next pick. The new horror comedy Renfield stars Nicholas Squared, that'd be Cage as Dracula, and Holt as his loyal servant, Renfield. Now, Renfield has been looking after his master Dracula for centuries now, fetching him innocent humans to feed on each day. But after he meets a police officer named Rebecca, played by Aquafina, Renfield realizes he might have been missing out on what he really wanted all along, a normal life. The cast sat down for EW's Around the Table series, and Nicolas Cage told us all about the inspiration behind his Dracula. Take a listen. I prepared the role, uh, first uh, starting point was just looking at my favorite Dracula performances. Because the Dracula character has been done many times, and the lion's share of the times uh, the character has been portrayed has been done poorly, but there have been some real gems. Christopher Lee, Frank Langella, Bela Lugosi, Gary Oldman. That was really just a starting point. I adored the look of Christopher Lee. Uh, he was really my Dracula. I grew up watching the Hammer pictures. With Chris McKay, we designed a look that sort of homaged Lee's 60s Dracula. But that was the starting point. I think the two biggest inspirations for this Dracula were, first and foremost, August Coppola, my father, because he always spoke uh, with great eloquence. He was always the smartest man in, of any room he walked in, and he made sure we knew it, and he knew it. And then Anne Bancroft, believe it or not, it's Mrs. Robinson. I thought her relationship with Dustin Hoffman's character was a terrific model for uh, Dracula. From there, it became working off Nick Holt's incredible, uh, impeccable comedic timing, switching on a diamond being deeply vulnerable. And then I thought, okay, I, I can do that with the Dracula character. So I was trying, I'm supporting Nick, so I'm trying to fit in his, he's setting the pace. Well, now Renfield's got to try his best to break free from his master without feeling his wrath. Good luck there. You can sink your teeth into Renfield in theaters now. The limited series Waco, The Aftermath, debuts Sunday on Showtime, and this is a follow-up to the series Waco and shows the fallout from the deadly Texas City siege and the lasting effects it's had. Now, when they aren't creating dramatic, compelling TV, we wondered what showrunners Drew Dowdle and John Eric Dowdle have seen recently that they'd recommend. So we asked, what you watching? And John Eric kicks things off for us. I tend to oscillate between really, you know, darker things and lighter things. So right now I'm watching The Last of Us, which the idea that a fungi could get into a person and control that, like, is one of the greatest, like, ideas I've seen in a show in years. I just find it 
like nightmare inducing, <laughs> scary, and so effective. And you know, as someone who's done a zombie film, I, I just my hats off. Like we tried so hard to make a zombie film that felt scientific with quarantine, you know, years ago, and to see how effectively and efficiently they did it is just uh, brilliant. And I I toggle back and forth between that and Never Have I Ever, which is just such a heartfelt, like, human uh, story. It's funny. John McEnroe does the voiceovers, which is, like, one of the greatest things I've ever heard. Like, the idea that John McEnroe is doing voiceovers in that show, I don't know how they came up with that, but it is it totally fits. It works perfectly. And, and the show is just beautiful and touching. And I, I, my daughter laughs at me because I end up like crying like three times every episode I watch. It's really kind of pathetic, but, uh, but really a beautiful show. Okay. And this is true. And what am I watching right now? I'm watching like most people in the world. I'm watching succession, uh, which is on its final season. And, uh, culminating in epic proportions and uh, I never thought I would love a show so much uh, that is centered around characters that are so deeply unlikable across the board but it, the writing is just so fantastic and it's uh, very funny and uh, I think I'm a sucker for any show about dysfunctional families uh, especially with a toxic patriarch that's kind of my jam I love those shows and uh, this is what maybe the best um, I also love Dave. New season just came out. Uh, I think the writing is just incredible on that show as well. And it's just an extremely inventive show uh, mixing music with um, its story in such an interesting way. And uh, I just think that's a really brilliant show. Um, I just started watching Beef, uh, which is... um, a show I'm immediately drawn into because the concept is just so simple and kind of ridiculous, but really simple. And I just uh, am immediately drawn in and can't wait to see where this is going. Um, and then lastly, I would say Hacks. Hacks is just a, a show with so much heart. Uh, Gene Smart and Hannah Einbinder are just an incredible uh, uh, cast for a buddy comedy like this. And it's got a ton of heart and it's really, really well written. And I love it. Um, and that's all I got. That's about all I'm watching. We're more than a smidge excited for our number three pick this weekend. After five seasons of tenacity and joke-telling, Rachel Brosnahan's Midge is settling into life in the spotlight for the final season premiere of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. She's followed her dreams, but now for her and Alex Borstein's Susie, reality is setting in. We'll see how Midge, Susie, the Maisels, and the Weissmans end up at the end of the season. But it turns out the stars themselves didn't even know where things were going when they started filming. On the set of their EW cover shoot, Brosnahan and Borstein reflected on their characters' journeys. We don't know where our characters are going to go. Mm -hmm. Only the showrunner does. And she has the knowledge of what's going on and had I had some of the knowledge of where I'd end up, I would have played some other scenes differently. I would have made some mm. choices differently and known what was what I was hiding. But maybe the performance would have been if I knew too much. Yeah, as corny as it sounds, I feel like, you, you know, it was what it was because of everything that was going on at the time. So I have no regrets. Maybe our fight scene outside of the taxi, I wish I would have hit you in the face. Really? Yeah. Harder. Harder. Well, the first three episodes of the final season of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel are streaming now on Prime Video, and be sure to check out our cover with them at EW.com. Trivia. 
It's trivia time! On The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Midge has quite a tough time when it comes to matters of the heart. But let's keep in mind, if it wasn't for her husband leaving her in the very first episode of the series, she wouldn't have chased her dreams of being a big stand-up comic. Now, here's something interesting. Did you know that Rachel Brosnahan is actually married to one of her Maisel co-stars? Who is it? Luke Kirby, Leroy McLean, or Jason Ralph? Stick around for the answer, as well as our top two picks and soundbite of the week. What to Watch will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. As I mentioned earlier, Pete Davidson will be hosting SNL in May in support of his new series, Bupkis, which he released a director's cut trailer for this week. Now, the series is a heightened version of his own life. The good, the bad, the professional, the personal rumors and all like this one, which is our not suitable for work soundbite of the week. Your life is fascinating. I don't know what it's like to live it, but God damn, do we have fun watching it. You've had that big dick, right? Like Thanos. Number two. Actions speak louder than words for this weekend's number two pick. The new suspenseful Apple TV Plus series, The Last Thing He Told Me, stars Jennifer Garner as Hannah, a wife and mother whose seemingly perfect husband, Owen, played by Nikolai Kosterwaldo, disappears. Now she's got to try to build a relationship with her stepdaughter, Bailey, who Owen also left behind, in order to find out why he left in the first place. Here's a sneak peek. Is that the Chronicle piece? What? No. There's a Chronicle piece? Yeah. What does it? It doesn't mention your dad. It's just about Avid. Daily Beast is tweeting they're the new Enron. Lynn Williams keeps sharing the tweets on her story about how the shop committed a billion dollar fraud, how everyone who works there is in on it. It's not true. She keeps tagging me. It's not true. Lynn Williams should not be tagging you. So where is he, Hannah? Why'd he leave me this money? Let's go inside, okay? I'm gonna make some calls. Somebody will know where your father is. Let's start there. Let's find out where he is. Bailey, he's going to have an explanation. You know he will. Okay, but I'm texting Bobby to come over. Unless you want me to go there. Um, no, he can come here. Maybe let's keep the money to ourselves for now. Oh, you think? 
So upon his disappearance, Owen leaves mysterious notes, a big bag of cash, and lots of unanswered questions. The series is based on the best-selling novel of the same name and begs the question, do we really know the people we think we're closest to? The first two episodes of The Last Thing He Told Me are streaming now on Apple TV+. We're in our finale era because our number one pick this weekend is the season finale of RuPaul's Drag Race. After weeks of grueling and quite good competition, the queens are finally ready to settle the score and tonight a champion will be chosen. So who will it be? L.A. drag icon Sasha Colby? the sassy and confident Mistress Isabel Brooks, the duck-walking diva Anitra, or fierce fashionista Lux Noir London. The crown is really anyone's to win, and all is about to be revealed. Have a listen to this clip from the show's digital companion series, Whatcha Packin', where Sasha Colby explains to Michelle Visage why she chose to compete on season 15. Now, this has been around for a while, Sasha. Yes. You've been around for a while, Sasha. Where have you been? Why did they wait to season 15? You know, I was in that balcony watching every season, watching every win, loving it. But after really watching, like, my good friends that got Mick and then my daughter. Carrie Colby. Carrie, I love you. And Sonique, uh, Kylie. We were roommates during the quarantine when she was on All Stars. And just seeing these people that looked like me, I felt like, okay, maybe this is the time to finally do it. I knew it was like catching a wave. If we're gonna go with the like Hawaii metaphor, <laughs> I was like waiting for this wave to come and I knew which one was my wave and which one wasn't. Mm -hmm. And I let the other girls take their waves, but this is my wave. Well, just gonna say it. Sasha's got my vote. And by the way, the winner of this season will win a year's supply of Anastasia Beverly Hills Cosmetics and a grand prize of $200,000. Be sure to check out our resident drag race expert, Joey Nolfi's prediction, and then watch the season finale of RuPaul's Drag Race tonight at 8 on MTV. And finally today, the answer to our trivia question. Rachel Brosnahan is married to which of her marvelous Mrs. Maisel co-stars? Luke Kirby, Leroy McLean, or Jason Ralph? That would be the last one there. Jason Ralph. Ralph, who plays Mike Carr on the show, married Brosnahan in 2016. That is our show for this weekend. We will have more news and must-see picks for you on Monday, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm executive editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great weekend. This episode of What to Watch was written by Callie Shep and EW staff, edited by Sammy Junio, produced by Ashley Boucher, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Chanel Johnson. What to Watch.